birthday. Got your girl in the cut and she choosing. Club going up on a Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she choosing. Club going up on a Tuesday. Got your girl in the cut and she choosing. Club going up. y'all and welcome to the first installment of the love you in podcast my name is callie and i am your co-host to the beautiful show why do you stop you want me to say girl they can't see you clutching <laughs> on your chest i'm trying to lead you in and you clutching your pearls girl <laughs> it's your girl no i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm just kidding babe you know what just for real I be having a hard time introducing myself because I really just don't know how I want to introduce myself. Like, do I want to be Ree or mm-hmm. do I want to be like Sharifa? Like, I struggle with this on the daily. And then I really want to be a third other person. Who like, you want to be? Like, something like a Sasha Fierce type. type mm-hmm. I could be Bow Wow, you could be Sierra. This could be the Like You Remix podcast I mean, version. But it's like, why my person that's like Sasha Fierce, my alter ego, why she got to be so hood? I named her Ree Nene. I just want to like, get a little hood. I know, but it's like, at this point, I want a more classy alter ego. Okay. You got to... That's where I'm at with it. She's got to upgrade? That's what I'm feeling like. Okay. I mean, we got Renee Nay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She sounds like she wear Air Force Ones okay. and colorful wigs. Got it. And, you know, she rock her gold jewelry with the long rolled under dance. Oh, okay. You feel me? Yes. And, you know... Take the picture. You, you know... And the baby hairs, baby, she don't step outside the door unless they're doing it. Okay. No paparazzi. Period. Oh, all right. Like, she really got swag about her. But, you know, this new person I'm trying to rock into, I'm feeling more, like, luxurious. Mm. You feel me? I'm talking about natural color hair wigs. Okay. Oh, she wears a peacoat, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Dainty jewelry. Uh-huh. Medium to short nails. Right. You know, she throws heels on for no reason. Okay. Real Housewives of Nashville. Period. Period. The black version. No drama, though. Because she on her spiritual-ish. Oh. So. She shut down the drama at at the charity ball. If she's there, her energy's very sacred. (laughs) And she don't like nothing penetrating it. She Lord. ain't trying to give off no bad energy, mm-hmm. and she ain't trying to receive none. Okay. So that's where I'm at with it, but besides that, I guess until then, y'all can call me Ree, <laughs> and I'll get back with y'all on <laughs> I mean, I guess at this point, I have to have an alter ego too then, right? This has got to be like the thing. I mean, everybody do their own thing. Like, what's the lady... Um, I she got two names, Abraham Hicks, and then somebody else. She's like a spiritual. You know what I'm talking about. You know something I don't know. Abraham Hicks. Yeah, Google it. It's like a that's really a lady, but that's like her spiritual alter ego or something. Uh, If I'm not mistaken. Okay. She done wrote some books. I'm surprised we don't have any by her. Bruh. How you spell it? A B R A H A M. Hicks. H-I-C-K-S? I believe so. American Inspirational Speaker. See? She got two names. What's her other name? Esther Hicks. 
Esther. So Esther and Abraham. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I I get you. I get where I get what you. That's like her spiritual. That's like her Sasha Fierce. Got it. I believe. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I could. I feel like I could have a a spiritual other. Mm -hmm. Like I really feel like, like you know when I. When I came to you, it was like, I feel like there might be two things going on in here at once. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what I'm connected to. Okay, okay. I'll, I'll tell that story at a later date. Okay, okay. I connect, I connect. Know, it's like... I see what you're saying. Maybe that's the, the person that comes out and, like, really is the, the one that shows off and, like, the one that really, like, has the the personality, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, like... Can put me in a place to be who I'm trying to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The swag, the confidence, the yeah. this what it is, this what it's gonna be type. Yeah, the get on stage and don't don't be nervous. Right. Yeah. Cause for what? Right. Your spiritual guides meet you. Exactly. Let the Lord use you. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of getting on stage, you know, as y'all, some of y'all, most of y'all, this is probably your first time hearing us and don't know much about us at all. So we thought today we'd give you a little bit of an open book to who we are, what the background of us looks like. If you haven't already seen us on YouTube, our YouTube is currently at Calorie TV. It might be Love You In as well by the time we post this podcast, but you can check under both pseudonyms because I believe they will pop up the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, but The old videos that was under, under that old problem. name. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we're just some kooky lesbian couple honestly that likes to share our opinions and me personally I'm the comedian of the family I do stand up comedy I do sketch comedy I do improv comedy uh, and everything in my life at this point is directed in that in that in that motion I'm trying to start my life and dream goal of starting companies starting uh, businesses uh, starting, you know, uh, a lifestyle surrounding this uh, alter ego, I should say. I should call it because this is not who, who I used to be. <laughs> this is definitely not who I used to be, but it's who I, who I am now. And I've got to, like, change everything in my life to reflect this new, this new person. And it's, it's going to be an interesting journey for sure. We're already halfway there, so I'm going to keep working towards that. And, you know, my beautiful girlfriend over here is working her way towards her yoga journey. Yeah, so I would describe myself as a creative, spiritual foodie. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had to pick three words, those are the three words I would pick. Okay. Like, those are the perfect words to describe me. I am constantly always searching to evolve myself mm-hmm. and everything around me. I'm obsessed and love food in ways that I feel like a regular person probably wouldn't give a fuck about. When I get in the kitchen, it's like I'm going to the science lab. What am I about to create? It's like I'm stepping to a blank canvas. Mm -hmm. Cooking is so fun for me. Mixing different things, figuring out different things that taste good together, discovering new recipes, creating recipes. Anything that's got a recipe in it, I want it. Or I want to create it. And then the yoga thing, the yoga thing is pretty new. 
It's like I've wanted to be a yoga teacher now probably for a total maybe three years or maybe two because I feel like in 2019 I went to this yoga class and then I seen a poster for it and then I really wanted to pursue it mm -hmm. but prior to that I'm not sure if I did I can't remember but I'm a yoga teacher y'all I'm just getting started with classes we have one actually tonight it's just my family and yeah, I have a YouTube channel called called Reese Remedies, and it's my business, and it's my baby. It's a your one stop self care shop. You got anything else for the people? No, I think I covered it. You think I left something out about me? Yeah, I think you you covered it. Yeah, I've recently grown this new habit and love of reading. Last year, I read more books than I ever read in my life. Well, we both did. Yeah, Lord. It was amazing. I, want to tell you. I don't know what y'all did on quarantine. When I say we read, we all the books. <sighs> we all should, we all could, the books, y'all. All the books. We could probably do a whole episode on the books we've read. It was the amount. If y'all can hear the sarcasm in my voice, I want to translate it for you personally. I probably read about 30,000 words in just one month. <laughs> last year probably like i've read i think i read more books last year than i read in all my years of going to school yeah my sister started <laughs> a book club it was the, it was one of the most amazing things she could have done because if it wasn't for that we wouldn't have been reading these books and it's like it's no no pressure or anything mm -hmm. i didn't i never felt any pressure at all it just you know happened to fall into my lap I'm not saying you made me join the book club. I'm saying if you read the book and I didn't, you would have been walking around this house talking about all the stuff from the book and I would have had to have been lost and just taking it. Like you need to you need to get your uh inside spirits aligned because you know <laughs> the power of now says You know, I realized that I do that. I realize I did that I do that. It's really like the other day that dawned on me. I'm like you know, <coughs> dang, I really be kind of forcing what I learn sometimes. And I'm like, you know what? I have to realize, I had to realize that even if I only intake the information, mm -hmm. if I display and act with the information I've learned, right. it automatically translates. I forget my power sometimes. Yeah. I forget my power sometimes. So I do want to apologize about that because I did realize that the other day. I guess I forgot to mention it. No, no, you ain't gotta apologize. I just no, I want to. You know, though. I I have I have my own you know independent choice, and I could have been like, you know what, I don't care what you talking about, but I I felt that there was a need for me to get educated, you know, and get to where you were at with it spiritually, mentally, because I mean honestly, to be honest. I wouldn't been mad at you if you left me or something after if I hadn't uh, made the choice to come along on the spiritual journey because you can't just be choosing to be with somebody who can't meet you where you at. You know what I'm saying? Like if you was developing and getting to this point where you were like, you know, I'm just at this different place, you know, emotionally and spiritually and mentally and you aren't willing to come with me, you know, that would have been something that might have been a deal breaker and I couldn't afford to have that happen. Yeah. I could see that. No, that's one of the things that I love about you. Like, 
I don't ever feel like you will ever be like, nah, I ain't fucking with that new shit. I don't know, I ain't <laughs> fucking with that book. Like, nah, fuck that. You just read it. Like, I know if I do say, babe, this book is really da 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 you should read it. I know you're literally going to read it, more than likely, on your time frame, but you're going to read it. Mm-hmm. And I just love being able to talk about the different stuff that I learned. You know I'm like a nerd. Yeah. Baby, I'm a sapiosexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel like we both have our own, like, nerdy thing that we just be on because, honestly, it's just... Like, I'm nerdy in different ways. I'm, I'm a dictionary nerd, you know. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm the person that could tell you what's the synonym for the word you're looking for. Or you give me the definition of what you're talking about, and I could tell you. But you was way more on your spiritual tip. So I'm glad that, uh, you know, our paths crossed. And I was able to get that spiritual uh, knowledge um, ingrained in me from, from meeting you. And, you know, having, that, having you be my spiritual guide. I feel like I should say namaste. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I really appreciate that. I feel like what you brought to my life really dang, we didn't jump into our relationship story, Amy. You heard. <laughs> um, I feel like what you brought to me is patience. I'm mm-hmm. still struggling with it. Yeah. But because I've seen you be so patient with me and just your you just automatically have like a lot of patience. Mm-hmm. Like an absorbent <laughs> amount of patience. Did I use that right? Absorbent. Absorbent. See what I mean? Woo! You complete my sentences. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But um, of patience. And you encouraged me to kind of loosen up a little bit mm. with your kind of fucking attitude about some things. Yeah. And I definitely do need that. You, you're like my opposite. Really. Yeah. Literally. When they say opposites attract, in certain ways, they ain't lying. In certain ways. Because mm. there's some opposites of you that you really don't need to probably be fucking with mm. when it comes to certain aspects. But, like, in in ways of, like, personality trait, somebody being your opposite can be beneficial to you. Because it just shows you another side of, of a of view, another point of view. Mm. And missing out on that sometimes can leave you very narrow-minded, you know? Yeah, definitely. It's like you got to be open. And I think the where people mess up is, and I feel like I found myself messing up. I find that in this relationship, I stumble the most when I'm trying to change who you actually are. Right. And I'm not realizing it. Like it's something that you're doing and I'm not fucking with it. <laughs> and I'm trying to explain to you how much I don't fuck with it. Yes. In hopes that you will stop doing anything that I don't fuck with. Right. And in all reality, you really have to check yourself sometimes mm-hmm. because you won't feel like you're trying to change a person. But if you're asking them to really change a core of who they are prior to even fucking meeting you, can I cuss? Yeah. You can go it. ahead. No, go ahead. Um, prior to them fucking meeting you, first of all, that's disrespectful. Unless it's like a trait that's harming you, like, oh, they were abusive and they knocked my head in type thing or or mentally, verbally, anything abusive. Anything like that, okay, I feel like you you are okay to act to change. But in general, you just can't be trying to change people. Right. And you can't be doing it knowingly or unknowingly. That's why you need to be aware of your own shit because you really will project your shit onto other people. 100%. And that's when you find, I feel like that's when you find the most struggle and strife in relationships. 
you eliminate that change and shit, I promise you. 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 <laughs> it's going to be it. It's going to be it. Cause it it's truth. Because I feel 100% the same way. Like, when I try to make you adapt to how I want you to behave in whatever circumstance it may be, that's when I find the most frustration. Mm-hmm. It's like you piss yourself off. Exactly. Trying to change the other person because you're like, why won't this motherfucker listen? Exactly. Like like you the one in charge and they, them not listening to you is disrespectful. Like the right. utmost disrespectful. How could they not? How could you possibly tell me no or like act against the way I'm telling you to? Mm-hmm. It's like there's no way you could possibly feel like that's like that's okay. Mm-hmm. But it is. Right. It is. It's okay for them to act how they act. It's okay for you to act how you act. And it's okay for you to feel like they're disrespecting you. Because you know what? That's going to show you that you've got some work to do. Because mm-hmm. you, you're going to notice more and more and more as you lose relationships. Because people don't want to bend to your will. That something needs to change about the way you think relationships should work. Ooh, that's for real. And that's relationships with anybody, not just like your partner, right. but like your friends, your parents. Mm-hmm. Changing anybody or trying to change anybody does nothing but bring you stress and strife and sickness. Yeah. But just don't. Just meet people where they are and just do your best to add what you can in the most positive way or whatever way it needs to be administered or given or explain yeah but trying to change somebody mm-mm. pointless pointless but you can you can definitely shine light on a situation to somebody and try to you know give them your point of view about it or what you feel may be you know information that they need to know regarding said subject matter like if something is affecting you in a negative way and you need to express to somebody like, hey, I don't like it that you behave that way because it triggers me in this way and it makes me feel very this or that, you know, when you act like when you act like that, when you behave that way. And then if they still choose not to change that thing, then you have the right to remove them from your life boundaries. Mm-hmm. But if it's just a case of you being like, you know, uh-uh, I'm not going to have nobody in my life who do da-da-da-da-da. But anybody who does, you know, that thing is not not knowingly hurting your feelings. You know, they're not knowingly treating you any type of way. They're just behaving how they know how they know. You know, I could say I don't like, I don't want anybody in my life that is homophobic. And I would have to lose people I love. And I, I had to come to terms with this recently. Like, you know, me and you had a conversation last night mm-hmm. about, you know, points of view of people that we love. And sometimes there's going to be a person in your life, whether it be friends, family, you know, relationships that feels a way or acts a way or does things or says things that you don't necessarily agree with. But changing that person is not your responsibility and you have to make a decision at that point whether or not you want to deal with them behaving that way if, unless you're willing to tell them, I don't fuck with that. Or you're willing to, you know, deal with them saying like, this is just how I feel and that's it, mm-hmm. you know? And then the other thing I think we should mention is that 
people that don't think alike can coexist. Yes. That's not, you know, unheard of. It's not unheard of, but it's not shined upon and talked about either. Right. People always make it seem like if I think this way and you think this way, then we will never talk to each other, we'll never speak, we'll never be cordial, mm -hmm. we'll never share the same speech, uh, the same space. And that's unrealistic because sometimes you may have to work with people that you don't like. Yes. But think about the energy that you're going to carry. Are you going to harbor on what you don't like about the person? Or are you going to remember to keep your aura good? To keep your spirit good? Mm -hmm. To act like how you will want to be treated? And, you know, just always remember karma. What you put out to the universe, you're going to get back. Yeah. So just always focus on your own karma and don't worry about trying to teach somebody a lesson or don't worry about trying to show somebody what you're talking about because at the end of the day you can't change people right. and that's okay like accepting that gives you more freedom than you'll probably ever realize mm -hmm. i had to i thought about that a lot recently because i was like you know when you get into fields of like you know when you want to be a public display and you want to be somebody that works in film and media and TV, you're going to have to work with some people that you may not know their political views. You may not know if they're a racist. You may not know if they're a sexist, a homophobe, a this, a that, or somebody that has traits or qualities that you don't necessarily vibe with. But you may have to work with them and in very close quarters. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't get to choose the people that walk into your life on random occasion. Like... You know, you get chosen friends, chosen family, but everybody else is like, it's dropped into your life at random. Mm -hmm. And these are trials and tribulations and tests from the universe to, to put you on, on guard. Mm -hmm. Like, about your own willingness and openness to be a human being that is truly, like, detached from, you know, other people's viewpoints about you exactly. and, like, things like that. Because if you... If you genuinely are like a person that's like, I, I only care about what I think about me and what, you know, my actions and my feelings and my, um, you know, my viewpoints put out into the world. You know, I can't control how anybody else feels, thinks, acts or does, you know, all I can control is me and really come to terms with that because that changes your life significantly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's the piece that I'm referring to realizing that you actually do have like a lot of control over your life mm -hmm. and a lot of the times we feel like so-and-so did this and so-and-so said that mm -hmm. and I wouldn't be in this predicament if so-and-so hadn't left me doing da 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 It's very true that so-and-so probably did all those things. But at the end of the day, the only thing you can focus on is what you can control. Mm -hmm. So all you can do is get in the mirror and focus on, well, what can I do? So-and-so mm -hmm. did what they did, and they're going to get there whatever. Because mm -hmm. karma is real, and if you truly believe in that, you'll never feel like you need to seek revenge or anything. Exactly. You'll just live your life, and you'll do your best. Mm -hmm. The four agreements. What is one of the agreements? Always do your best. That's all you can focus on. Mm -hmm. And be present. Do your best and be present. Don't worry about the past. Don't worry about the future. Just worry about what's going on at this present time in front of you. Because remember, what you do now builds your future. A right. future will never exist if you don't do something now. In the present. Right. So what are you going to do? Are you going to be mad? Are you going to be vicious? 
Are you going to cloud your aura with neg negative thoughts and negative conversations and habits and different things like that? No. You're going to say, whatever happened, happened. And this was a time, like you said, to check in with yourself. Right. Because it's like all the time we can say we're strong, we're positive, we're loving. Mm -hmm. But when we're put in a situation to be strong, positive, and loving, a lot of times we shy away. We shy away because yeah. it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be loving to somebody that has literally stood in your face and said, basically, I don't fuck with you because mm -hmm. whatever it may be. Whatever translate into I don't fuck with you because. It's hard to be loving when that's what's been put in front of you. Mm -hmm. But those are the tests from the universe. Those are the tests from the universe. Are you farther? Are you as far as you claim? Right. Do is your heart as open as you think? Yeah. Can you open it some more? Right. Can you open it some more? What does opening it really feel like? Opening it is not like, oh, it's all happy, happy rainbows and butterflies. No. When you say you want to open your heart, when you really want to open your heart to people past who they are, past their bullshit, mm -hmm. that's hard. That's hard because we're human and mm -hmm. we like to hold grudges. That's easy. Yeah. It's so easy. It's so easy to hold grudges, but it's hard to be open. Yeah. It's hard to show empathy. It's hard to be in touch and see past, see past the human body mm -hmm. and realize there's more. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. And just touching on what you just said at the end there, like having empathy is like something that really connects you to being able to allow that space mm. for, you know, letting, not necessarily letting things go 100%, because sometimes somebody will do something to you or make you feel a way that you necessarily shouldn't just say, oh, fuck it, they didn't mean it. Right. Not necessarily letting it go in that way, but letting it go internally, not mm -hmm. holding that inside of you. They may have done something, you can address it, you can, you know, deal with the situation, but not walk around with that on your heart, on your spirit, holding mm -hmm. you down, having to ask eight people you know if you should be mad about this. Oh, you know, yes. Having to, you know, do you fucking calling your homegirls on Zoom like, so um, should I be mad or not? Because so-and-so pulled up and was like, I don't, I don't really want to, like whatever story you tell, like, you know, your connection to that story is deeper than you saying it is. If you end in the story with, I don't even care though. Right. Exactly. Like, don't lie. Don't lie. Be honest with yourself Address. and everybody else about Address. the fact that you do care. Exactly. You know, so you can actually not care because exactly. caring about it is the first step to not caring. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. And, and genuinely having empathy for circumstances that you may not want to fucking have empathy for. Mm -hmm. You don't want to understand why somebody would do some messed up things to you or your family or your people or your, you know, race or your kind of creed or anything. You may not have any understanding of, of that whatsoever, but you may be able to think of something that's comparable as to, you know, you know, why you feel some type of way about somebody so harshly or have mm -hmm. ever in the past mm -hmm. and be like, well, I mean, I don't get it, but I could see how that could get ingrained in you. You know, I can't, I can't see myself feeling like that, but you can, you can see yourself feeling like that in another, in another sense. Exactly. So it's like, don't take yourself so far away from the feeling 
of the thing that you try to associate it with whatever it's connected to. We've seen time and time again, there's movies about it and all other shit, like racists being friends with black people because you don't separate yourself from, from people based upon things that you think you do. You separate yourself from people based upon things that are ingrained in you, you know, things that you learn from childhood. Like most of the problems that we all have in our lives about why we have such trauma and triggers and things, they come from our childhood. So getting to the bare root of that is is what you really need to do because that's where you get empathetic feeling from, mm-hmm. you know, really being able to connect, you know, and, and understand and, and conceive how somebody could feel this way or that way mm-hmm. and really getting past the the bullshit of like, what the subject matter is, but right. the feeling. Right, exactly. Because, uh, like you said, people get thrown off by what's attached to the, the story. Mm-hmm. People get thrown off by the story instead of being able to really say, okay, well, if I was in their shoes, there's no way I can even fathom what I would be doing or thinking. Right. And then that's when you really literally are able to give somebody the benefit of the doubt. I'm not sure how it is in their shoes in this situation, but just off that fact alone, I'm not judging them. I'm not judging their situation and I can open my heart and be empathetic, Mm -hmm. even though you don't know, because y'all, y'all don't know me for real, but we finna get to know each other. I struggle with empathy because I struggle with, I would say sometimes identifying my, identifying and getting in touch with and being vulnerable about my emotions. And that comes from my childhood as well. It wasn't a very like emotional childhood and lovey-dovey. And so that wasn't something that I saw around me. And so I grew up kind of being like, you know, I really didn't know how important it was, honestly. I grew up not knowing how important being vulnerable was, how important being empathetic was, how important being open to understanding people that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, empathy is like, I'm trying to think how to describe it. It's like meeting a random person, and they tell you this sad story about themselves, and you just, you don't know them. You don't know if they're lying. You don't know what's going on with them. All you can do is try to, like, feel for them. Like when someone tells you, oh, my so-and-so passed away. You don't know exactly what they're feeling, but you something comes over you and you get a little sad, you get a little somber. Because mm-hmm. you, can, you can think, oh, death bad. Oh, death sad. But it's like other things like that you, that you can't so easily name and equate with something. Those are the things that's really hard to be empathetic about. Because it's just like, oh, this is an unidentified emotion that I don't even see in myself. Right. I've never seen this emotion in myself. So I don't even know what I'm seeing in front of me. Right. That's the hardest part of empathy, y'all. I'm going to let y'all know my tips once I get them. <laughs> and I know it can be tough to like generate a feeling out of thin air of like, oh, I've never felt so-and-so feeling before. Like... Oh, you talk to somebody and they say somebody that they close to them has passed. If you've never experienced a person close to you passing, you may not be able to think right away like, oh, have this empathetic feeling. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you dig deeper, it's about loss. Right. Right. So all you have to try to connect to 
is the lost feeling. Did you ever lose a, a pet? Did, did you ever lose a connection with a, a family member? Did you ever lose something that was really important to you and you couldn't find it and you were devastated? Or, you know, all these things that happen in our life that connect to loss in some way, those same feelings and emotions are what that person may be feeling based upon that person that they lost. You don't have the same exact experience, but you have those same exact feelings of that person. So it's just separating that idea of the thing, the experience, from the feeling. You know? mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, so speaking on that, I mean, just rounding about to kind of what the subject matter of the show is going to be, um, our intention um, coming into this show really is to shine a light on some of the experiences and things that happen on in media that we may not very very well understand how deep the the connections go mm-hmm. things like we'll be reviewing um tv shows and movies from you know our childhoods and our pasts and kind of going back and talking about episodes and, and things that pop out at us mm-hmm. um to kind of give way to a story or connection of some sort to the people of our community that can help you relate and see how this might have been something that you might not have seen the first time that you watched it or you might not have seen it in that way because at that time you didn't have that frame of mind to see it like that. Things like traumas and bad habits and unhealthy relationships and Mm -hmm. all kinds of other things that get displayed to us Mm -hmm. um, in these ways of just, oh, harmless entertainment. Right. But we indulge in them so much, we take these messages in and we don't necessarily connect two and two and we start to repeat these things in our lives because our family does it, we see it on TV, our friends do it, and now we become it. Exactly. And there's no one there to break up what you're seeing by giving you something opposite. You know, if you're seeing this on TV, nobody's showing you the opposite. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times, especially I feel like in our age group, you know, the early 90s, I feel like, you know, our parents came from the generation where a lot of things were uncomfortable to talk about. So, I mean, we had TV and media and, you know, we were starting the social media age and we had to teach ourselves a lot of things. So it's like looking at some of the things we probably internalized at such a young age and we didn't even realize. It's crazy. And that's how we thought about this, like, whole concept of the show. We realized how, like, over our heads it was and we really felt like, wow, we got to share our thoughts on this. We have to add to the collective so that other people may go back and look at these things and see, wow, I do see this. Or even, wow, I see that they're saying this now. I do this in my real life. Or so-and-so does this. It's about starting conversations so you can look around you and observe what's going on and realizing, like, you know, this is where I am and this is where I want to go. And we just want to be part of your journey of deciding to view things a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Or have multiple points of view about things. Because mm-hmm. I don't necessarily intend to change the minds of anybody about anything specific. If you feel a certain type of way about something, I express a different opinion or a, a, a varying opinion that may be, you know, totally left field from how you feel that you see it. I don't intend to change the way you feel about it. I just intend to give you some uh, something else to see 
when you look at that. So it's not always just, um, I'm laughing, you know, it's not always just, um, I'm, um, I'm laughing at somebody's pain, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or at somebody's misfortune or, right. you know, these type of situations that they, you know, it's, it's crazy that we watch so much that we don't realize is putting a, an idea in our brains about us, mm-hmm. you know, about black women, about gay people, about, mm-hmm. you know, people of different, you know, minorities, like all kinds of things that we just take in and take in and we don't realize how they affect us in our everyday life because it's like you just watching TV. You just watching a movie. It ain't, it ain't that big a deal. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it really can be more more prevalent to you than you even know. I agree. You said it. But yeah, y'all, it's just gonna um kind of take a little a little journey down memory lane to all of our old school favorites. We're gonna talk about shows like the Parkers and One on One Girlfriends. Half and Half. The Best Man. The Best Man Holiday. How Stella got her groove back. Shoot. I mean, any and if y'all have suggestions as we're going down the road, please let us know. A thin line between love and hate, because that was a real crazy one. <laughs> that one always pops out to me and I'm just like, what? I mean, all the old black classics, anything you could ever think of, we're going to try to go down the rabbit hole of old black classic movies and just movies and shows and, you know, things that we, you know, put as the bed of entertainment of what we, you know, aspire to a different world. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was you just like, Living Color, even. Yeah. Living Single. Living Single. Um, what other shows? Um, Martin? Um, you want to do Martin? Yeah, we can do Martin and then the show with uh, Steve Urkel. What show is it? Family Matters. Family Matters. All types of things going on in all of these shows. Yeah. All of them. And some, some of them did a lot of stories, like, really, really well. But some of them had a lot of had a lot of stuff that, like, these days would be politically incorrect. And it's like, I'm not even here to even touch on some of the stuff. Because some of it is, like, they oh, make jokes and stuff. That's Most like, of the shows, all the, damn near all the shows we just named had some politically incorrect shit going on. Yeah. And, like, things that would get them canceled. Man. Like, all types of stuff that would just have people looking sideways at you at the end, you know, in this time. Because mm-hmm. people are a little bit uh, sensitive, I'll say right now, to a lot of things. But, I mean, back in those days, it was just normal stuff. Mm-hmm. And you just take it in and wouldn't think nothing of it. And we're going to have more things. We're not just going to have, like, it's not going to be in book report fashion, okay? <laughs> we're going to be shooting this shit. We want y'all to shoot the shit with us. Yes. You know, we, we bouncing our thoughts off of each other. We... And we always, 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 always want to hear you guys' viewpoints and opinions. So um, I'm probably very soon going to create an email. I'll probably create it as soon as we get done here. And we'll give it to you at the end of the next podcast. We'll put it in the description box on all the episodes. Shoot us your thoughts and opinions. And we'll probably, when we get back on social media next year, we will create a social media account for y'all to tweet us and shoot us Facebook messages and Whatever Instagram DMs or whatever y'all want to talk about, we want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So share with us through the email for the time being. Let us know your thoughts and opinions yes. so we can read them aloud and tell them, tell them what your point of view is. And then we could talk about it. And I want to help y'all specifically. So if y'all got questions, you know, let us know. We can do anonymous questions. That's mm-hmm. probably best. Keep it anonymous. But just listen because we want to give you like that real advice. 
Like, we gonna talk to you like we would talk to our friends or how we would talk to each other. Right. Because when I say we be real with each other, honey, the only goal is to level up. Mm -hmm. And that's how the advice come in. Yeah. I promise y'all, we be in here. I'm I'm an emotional person, but my, my girl is not. But we both be in here doing some crying when we be telling each other about ourselves mm-hmm. to the point where you know it hits you in a spot. Yeah. So if, if you want the real and you want us to tell you how we feel about a certain situation or circumstance, shoot us a letter and let us know. We'll be happy to give you any advice that we can offer. Now, we are not licensed professionals by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just not trying to get sued. You feel me? <laughs> Don't be saying, I told you to do nothing, honey. <laughs> But yeah, man, anything else you want to talk about today, baby, before we get out of here? No, babe, I think we covered it. I'm happy we did this. I'm happy we're doing this. And this just marks the day that I feel like our lives change because we're actually taking steps towards walking in our purpose. Yeah. And I just feel good doing this because I realize we are helping people and we are doing what we're supposed to be doing like people are always saying how can you help people how can you help people you gotta realize sometimes sharing the knowledge that you have acquired Mm -hmm. is helping people but hoarding it doesn't help anybody and so i'm so glad that we're finally taking the steps to stop hoarding all the knowledge that we have and sharing it with the people in the world that we want to help and the people who need it and I'm just really proud of us, and I'm happy we're doing this. Me too, man. Me too. You're very, you're very right about that. Cause a lot of people they they hold on to a lot of the knowledge that they have, and their the knowledge and the thoughts and the feelings and all of that that could be helpful to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you don't need to have, you know, all the expertise in the world to be somebody that provides something good to the collective. Mm-hmm. Like I was just talking to my dad, y'all. I'll be 100, and I was telling him he should start his own damn YouTube channel. And he was telling me he didn't feel like he could do it because he didn't have as much expertise as the next motherfucker might have. And I was like thinking to myself, I want to tell you, like, you don't need to be bad and bougie like the you think the, the race car guys that be on YouTube be doing. Like, mm-hmm. you just got to get on there and say what you know and, exactly. and be you. Exactly. Be you. And your daddy is funny and he has a great personality. Charismatic and all of that. If you're listening to this, I think you should start your own channel because when I was on social media and I saw your, um, uh, what did he used to call it? Like when you go to the beach with your friend, you know, you was giving us the Corona updates. I was enjoying that. I was subscribed to Corona updates. Okay. <laughs> you should get you a channel. But yeah, man, it's just, it's just that y'all just don't have to try to be you know, the bell of the ball. You just got to be you and put put you out there into the universe and to share your information with the collective, regardless of if you think, you know, you might have an impact or not, or if yours is going to be up to the same quality as everybody else's. It don't matter. One person that needs that information or feels how you feel might watch that video and you change their life. And you may never know it, but that should, that's got to be okay because you got to put things out and be detached from the results. Mm-hmm. You can't try to do it for the money, do it for the clout. No, you got to do it because you really care about sharing yourself with the collective and what you have to offer with people. Don't compare. That's I want to leave you with that. Comparison is the thief of all joy. Because every time you know you don't do something for fear of it not being good as somebody else's, you're comparing. And you're robbing yourself of your own joy. Because you're also forgetting that being you 
oh my gosh, that's your superpower. Mm. Nobody else literally can be you. Nobody can literally steal your DNA and be you. I mean, they say twins' DNA is the same, but I feel like even something is different about it's gotta that. Be. It's gotta like, be. Like, something. Being you is your superpower. No one else can do it. You might not think, oh, I'm not like this person. I'm not like that person. Exactly. Exactly. Think about all the different people on TV you see. Think about all the different people you listen to, watch, however you get your media. Nobody that you listen to or watch is the same. The same. You mm -hmm. might watch all different kinds of people, look at all different kinds of people, read all different kinds of people. Mm -hmm. You are those people. Right. You're all those people. Stop separating yourself. So all you have to do is rise to the vibration that believes that. Once you rise to the vibration that believes you are the people that you see in the world, mm -hmm. you are the people that you feel like have this, have this, do that, do that, and realize y'all the same motherfucking people <laughs> and you can do the same motherfucking shit if you want to and you make that decision to do that shit, baby, you're free. Change your life. Comparison is the thief, thief of, of all, all joy. joy. Period. Period. All right, y'all. Thank you so much for being us, being with us here on the first installment of our Love You In podcast. We will be back with you next week with a banger. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a, a banger. banger. <laughs> All right, y'all. It's been so fun. Thank you so much for being here. And see y'all in the next Wheezy. Peasy.